podcast and we're here with one and only UCF Jaguar what is up man how's it going man I'm good dude happy to be on happy to uh talk about some Jaguars super hyped about tomorrow's game I'm just so happy preseason is done what's it like to be in Jacksonville yeah Duval County (laughs) I haven't been to Jacksonville since the since the draft and the draft was an awesome time I was at the stadium so I got to kind of do a little live reaction and being at Daly's place I mean it was it was super awesome Hopefully I get excited today or tomorrow, I should say. Just tell us a little bit. The people watching on our channel like know who you are. Tell us like a little bit about you. Like, how did you get into the Jags? How did you start your YouTube channel? Like all that. Well, I started doing it after actually the month after I graduated college is because I knew it was something I wanted to do. But being that I was going for an accounting degree and I was working, you know, about 24 hours a week while doing that. So um, I didn't really have the time for it. And then when I graduated and I had a lot more free time on my hands. And then one day, like Saturday or something. I was like, maybe I should just start my channel. So I started doing videos. The very first video I did was on Doug Marone, oh uh, the tiring of Doug Marone. <laughs> um, so it kind of dates all the way back then. And it was awesome the first year doing it in 2017, like just being good and, you know, being able to do Jaguars playoff preview videos. I mean, it was it was freaking awesome. So um, I'm just I'm just hoping we do the same thing this year. Yeah, I mean, I do, too, for sure. You so you mentioned you were in Jacksonville for the draft. Real, I mean, just real quick. How do you feel feeling about Josh Allen so far, dude? Josh Allen, I'm so hyped for him. I mean, uh, like when I watched his college film, I did see someone that was like crazy athletic and whatnot. But I was like, you know, this guy might have to develop some pass moves just because it seemed like everything he was doing was just kind of on the outside. Um, you know, doing you know whether it be like going out and bending the edge or just flat out being fast in a tackle. But um, just seeing him come out here and just manhandle people like he did against the Dolphins. I mean. It gets me really excited, but a lot of times with these first-round picks, I always try to temper my excitement and kind of prepare for the worst. It's because really, I mean, in the last decade, it seems like the only first-round pick that's really panned out to be good has been Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. yeah. And any one of us could have made that pick, so it's not <laughs> like true. it's not like it's big kudos to Dave Caldwell for finding this guy. Yeah. Um, but it's um, I'm, I'm excited for Josh Allen, and I mean, I don't know, I don't know how they're gonna how they're gonna block Clayus Campbell, Yannick Ngakwe, and um, you know, Josh Allen all together. I don't think you can. Yeah, we were talking about that last week. We were like, man, like how you can't double team everybody. That's just going to be a nasty front coming at the Chiefs. And like, that kind of transitions us into the Chiefs game. What are you expecting out of that game? Like, what, what do you see happening? I mean, with this game, it's a lot. A lot's going to have to rely on our offense because if you because I think what the Chiefs offense is going to try to do to our defense is just tire us the hell out. Yeah. I think they're going to run a lot of lateral stuff. Like, you know, in the NFL a lot now, they kind of drop back and then they do that little, like, it's like reverse, but they do kind of pop up to them. Yeah. I have a feeling they're going to do that a lot with their speedy guys and just try to run us laterally a lot and just um, and hope that they can kind of three and out our offense because the offense has to keep stuff going, you know, just so, like, they're not going to make the defense hang out in the field patch for Holmes and that, uh, that, you know, offense the whole time. So, I mean... Just, just to give him some rest. I, I, feel, I feel like Pittsburgh tried to do that against us, though. I feel like they got too cute and went east and west a little bit too much, and uh, no, not not too successful. I think we're too fast for that, honestly. Yeah, and like I mean, I'm I'm ex- with the, with that with that Steelers game. Like that was really we match up really well against those guys. Yeah. Um. I mean, obviously, we saw in 2017 where we swept them, and really yeah. our only good game of like at the tail end of the 2018 season was the Steelers. besides our wins, but like Colts, was the Steelers. Yeah. I mean. We would have beat the Steelers if it wasn't for Blake Bortles. And yeah. that also, you know, when it comes the to the refs. Chiefs game, when it comes to the Chiefs game, last year, Bortles had five turnovers. Yep. Like, the defense was hanging on. It was like 10 nothing or like 10-13 right at the two-minute warning of the first half. And, you know, really after that was when all the, you know, turnovers started happening where Bortles threw that one nasty pick six to Chris, oh Chris Jones. And oh, then yeah. He threw it off A.J. Can's helmet and, like... <laughs> You know, next thing you know, we're down twenty nothing, and yeah. we just, we never gain any momen- momentum after that. DJ Hayden playing instead of 
Patman is such a huge, huge deal. Yeah. He got torched against Dallas and Houston and uh the te- or I'm sorry, the, the Chiefs. Chiefs last year. So bad. Yeah. So it is gonna help to have him. Yeah. I remember like on the first the first offensive play that the Chiefs ran, they were in like uh shotgun, uh, they had two backs. They ran the entire formation left, and then they ran Tyreek Hill on like a reverse sweep and just pitched it to him, and he took it off for like 30. Yeah. Got called for holding, but it was like, yeah. I, on that play, I was like, this is going to be a long day. Like, <laughs> this is going to be a long day of us chasing around Tyreek Hill. And uh, unfortunately, he's going to be back. And I went to, Ka- I, was, I was in Kansas City for that game. Oh, man. I traveled oh. out there, and I was so <laughs> pumped. I was over there with the, the sports fear, and we were three and one then. It was like the marquee AFC matchup of the weekend. And then we just go out there and start our seven game losing streak. Yeah. You know, spinning out to like two and ten to finish the year. And it was just it was not fun. But um we are healthier now. Yeah. I mean, that's one even though we are on our third left tackle all of a sudden, but um I mean that's one thing about sitting out our guys was so we could have a clean injury chart like we do, but at the same time, I mean, we saw last Thursday night's game, like those two teams between the you know, Packers and Bears, a lot of those guys, they didn't play their starters. Yeah. Yeah. And they look sloppy. And I just, I worry that not necessarily for our defense, but our offense. I mean, like we didn't, we weren't all that smooth against Miami at all. No. I mean, we yeah. took a couple, we, we, I think we went two, three and outs to start the, to <laughs> yeah. start the game. And yeah. then, I mean, we had that good drive on the third drive and it's like, all right, we're done. That's all you're yeah. going to see out of the starters. Do you think that benefits us more? I don't think it does. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, the only, offense- thing, the only thing that benefits is that you're not going to get injured. Like, yeah. like if you're taking starter reps away in the game, and I guess we don't know what goes on at practice, how much they're supplementing for that for, um, you know, actually stuff in practice. But I mean, you're going against the same people in practice as opposed to, you know, going up against, you know, another team's guys. And you're also, it's also 100% full speed. It's yeah. not, you know, tag them and you're down. And I, I just don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know well enough because I haven't played in the league, like how much, you know, you'd have to kind of ask an actual, you know, player their true response and you know mo- you're not going to get that unless until they stop playing so i mean yeah. I, don't, I don't know i i, I think it, i think it might hurt i think we match up decent with them only because like the chiefs i think are a top five offense i think the jags are a top five defense yep. and then the chiefs defense i think is like bottom 10 and i think jags offense potentially could be bottom 10 so i think he's like on paper i know it doesn't work that way but on paper you're kind of looking at Team skill sets that are similar, just on different sides of the ball. Because, yeah. I mean, I think our defense could play with anybody. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited to see Jalen Ramsey hang with Tyreek Hill. I'm excited to see Miles Jack covering Travis Kelsey. I mean, there's some good matchups. You think but I we'll think, see that, how often do you think we'll see that Sunday, Miles on Kelsey? Well, I think they'll. I think the Chiefs will game plan to get Kelsey out on like Jared Wilson, or you know, I think they'll try to split him out to get that matchup. But I think the biggest matchup concern, and I want to get. Uh, your take on this is, uh, and then really this is a question from Patrick Jackson, who we love as a fan. Uh, he's, he says, uh, glad to catch a live show because he's over across the pond. And he says, are you guys concerned about the left tackle situation? I mean, I've got to be a little bit concerned yeah. because, I mean, Will Richardson doesn't have any snaps there. I mean, he, yeah. he played, you know, his whole college career on the right side of the line. And I read that he's only played like left tackle in college on a knee down, and he played like yeah. a little bit in high school. So I mean, all of a sudden you're going to be a left tackle in the NFL when you've never played a game before. I'd be a little worried, <laughs> especially going up against Frank Clark, who's a really, really good defensive end. So. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's not only has he never taken a snap at left tackle in the NFL, he's never taken a snap at right NFL, tackle yeah. in the NFL. Like he's yeah. never really played. And now we're going to throw him to the wolves. Uh, I'm surprised we didn't re-sign uh, Josh Wells. Yeah, he's out there. I saw he was going to work out with the Bucks, but I mean, he's been with the team for a while. I mean, granted, um, you know, when you when you look at a situation like he, it's not like he's playing in the same system he's did, as he did last year. Yeah. You got a brain of his coordinator in there, so it's not like you can say, oh, he knows the system. I mean, he yeah. knows it just as well as anybody else out there. But I mean, you couldn't really rely on him. He get we gave him a starting spot after what was it? Cam went down, and the guy lasted like a week or two. Yeah, yeah. I think he lasted half a game. Yeah, yeah. And then, but what about like I, I'm like Josh Robinson? He played a little left Ooh. tackle. <laughs> I mean, I know yeah. he was. I mean, he he had like one good play. I I think he played a little against the Chiefs last year, actually. Maybe it was. Wells got hurt Maybe. about like 40 snaps into the Chiefs yeah. or the Dallas game. I'm yeah, not sure it, what it was. Yeah, I think Robinson did come in. But anyways, yeah, I think we we all are concerned at that situation in that position. But hopefully, if we take a majority of our snaps out of shotgun, Foles gets the ball out of his hand quick. 
does some quick hitters, hits these guys, then I think there's a chance that we can move the ball and keep the defense <laughs> fresh a little bit. Yeah. But does, is the defense going to have to score to win the game? I don't think so. I just okay. think I think the main thing is we just can't we just can't turn a ball over. You know what I mean? I mean like we can't turn a ball over and give pass from home because last year, first of all, we spotted the Chiefs seven points off a pick six. Yeah. And then we turned the ball over four other times. Yeah. So where's the was there an off the foot interception against the Chiefs last year? It was an off the helmet. I know there was that. Hand. I thought there was an off the like off someone's foot last year as well. I, I don't the think Chiefs. Uh, there was just a bunch of just overthrows God. and just letting the ball stale. Yeah, it just like you said, I mean you looked up in the first half and it was twenty to zero. And Mahomes didn't play well at all. Yeah. I mean it was just I mean, Blake was thirty three for sixty one. <laughs> yeah, sixty one. That's a sweet spot. One thing we have not <laughs> talked about we played Kareem Hunt last year. I think that's a huge huge that's difference. That's true. Kareem Hunt being yeah. gone. That's a completely different Yeah, because offense. their their run game once Kareem Hunt left, like it yeah. did. Like Damian Williams played well at points, but Yeah, but it no, no. it was nothing like Kareem no. Hunt. I mean, their run game kind of went away in a little yeah. bit. Patrick Mahomes was 22 for 38, 313 yards, and two interceptions. 69 passer rating, I believe. Yeah, zero touchdowns. Yeah, that was his third lowest um, completion percentage in the whole season. Yeah. So. But like I said, like he didn't need to. Like You look up at the scoreboard in the first half, and it's 20-0. So you're just like, okay, we're going to just kill the clock for the rest of the game. And in a game like that, I don't think you can really look at stats and be fair about it because it's like <laughs> they didn't have to. They yeah. didn't really have to try. But the defense did hold well. I do want to give a quick shout out to everyone on the live stream right now. We got 52 people watching. So uh, I've left another Jags podcast there, a uh, channel link right down below. So definitely go, definitely go subscribe them up, man. They're starting out their YouTube channel, um, do a lot of good different podcasts. And, you know, they do pretty much all their stuff live. So, and they're definitely very interactive. So um, definitely go, definitely go subscribe to these guys. But uh, what do you guys, what do you guys think of the whole like Antonio Brown situation? <laughs> oh my gosh. I've seen it called a circus, like everywhere, and that's really the best word for it. It's a circus. Like the guy's a clown, and he's a great receiver. But like, what what are you doing? Like, I just came across a a pretty funny tweet. Mike Garofolo said on uh, NFL Network that the Raiders tried to get Keelan Doss back today, and the Jaguars upped his salary to the rookie minimum to keep him on the practice squad. So nice. Just promote him, man. Yeah, get him on the, get him on the <laughs> roster. I mean, we've been we've been kind of messing up with the because I mean, la- a couple years ago, who do we have that we had that big old dude? I think from like Iowa State, Laser or Alan Lazard that went to Lazard. The yeah, Lazard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Then yeah. you know he he goes on a walk. So then, yeah. um, even even with the you know Brian Body Brandon. Calhoun, oh, yeah. like he went on to the yeah. you know he the, went on to the, the Browns. Browns and had a pretty good yeah. And then now he's on the Texans. And we know and, what happened to Brandon Marshall as well. Brandon Marshall, yeah. And we let Alex Magoo go this year, who like. I mean, he was the only person I was providing any kind of spark for our offense, you know. And, like, I think he could be a guy where, you know, you see Taysom Hill out there. You see, I think they're even doing it with Trace McSorley, but try to turn him into a special teamer yeah. to kind of save a roster spot because I, he's athletic enough. I mean, he's a big dude. Absolutely. I mean, like, I would have I would have tried to do something like that with him. But then I, if I think, because if Foles goes down, I don't trust that Gardner can, you know, can lead the team. But at the same time, I wouldn't necessarily trust um, Magoo either, but you can put in a lot of RPO packages and you know try to keep the ball on the ground a little bit. Yeah. I think you can get by for a week or two. I don't I don't know it because it was looking like I mean I know uh, Garner Minshew is this great you know run dual threat quarterback in college, but he was looking slow out there for the Jaguars. Yeah. He wasn't looking like he was all that mobile. So I mean I don't they don't play a lot of defense in the Pac-10. So <laughs> Pac-12. Yeah. Pa- ooh, yeah, they, Pac-12. They really they really don't what more than him being slow like physically it was like his Going through his progressions yeah. is what concerned me. It was like, dude, he's making one read, and if it's not there, he's tucking it. Or he's That's taking the offense sack. he played in, though. Yeah, I know. So, but Magoo, Tanner Lee, Gardner Minshew, they're all sixth, seventh-round guys. Yeah. Like, Why are we prioritizing Gardner Minshew over Magoo when clearly Magoo is the better quarterback? But like Marone said, they're evaluating in practice, so they must see things in practice that uh, show them something that they don't show in the game. Who's the right tackle? That's absolutely awful. Oh, not a who's the one that just got oh, dogs. Um, oh, I know uh, what you're talking about. He was the 61. Yeah, Wester, Wester, Wester. Wester. Oh, yeah, God. like God, he was the, awful. Oh the, my God, it was calm. We were watching it and like it turned into the Leonard Wester show because of how bad he was. Yeah. We were sitting there like watching second plays after plays just, after plays. He was either getting beat or holding, holding, holding every, every single play. If that guy can make the team, then obviously they're not evaluating off of game film. They're evaluating off of practice. So. My hope is that maybe Gardner Minshew has shown them something in practice 
that he hasn't been able to show in preseason because of the people around him. I mean, the Jaguars, they've always prioritized like draft picks. Like, yeah. you know, like, I mean, last year they kept, you know, Tanner Lee around and they're always kind of keeping around their sixth, seventh round picks, it seems like. Like this year, you know, we kept all of our draft picks, but um, like, I just, I don't know. I just, I just don't like what the, um, the whole quarterback thing, how we're keeping around guys that I don't think really were the best quarterbacks around in do preseason. You, do you think it's the, I know Dave Caldwell comes from the Chris or the, uh, the Bill Polian tree. And they always said under Peyton Manning, why would you give a, the backup quarterback snaps? Cause if Peyton goes down, you're screwed. Do you think it's in that, in that philosophy kind of thinking or. I don't even know. Like, I mean, it seems like it's probably that Cause way. if Foles goes down, I mean, I think we're probably screwed. So. I mean, like even a couple of weeks ago, like the, you know, Chad Henney went down for the chiefs and they go and sign like Matt Moore. Like, yeah, I'd yeah. probably feel more comfortable with Matt Moore <laughs> than, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think there's guys out there and, you know, I know I've kind of thought about like Sam Bradford, but you're probably going to have to spend it, you know, give him a little bit of money. So I don't know. You could probably that. get him for a million. No, but with the, I think, I, so? I think, I don't know, because just with how much earnings that he's made yeah. and I, I think for him, he'd have to look at what the offensive line situation is. Cause that dude's made out of glass. That's true. He's not going to last very long if he's hitting the ground a lot. Forcefree says, do y'all want a B? I don't think so. <laughs> I was going to ask yes. you in what situ in what's, what circumstance would have to happen for you to be comfortable with us bringing Antonio Brown? I would. The only way I'd feel comfortable is if we have like a really tight locker room. Like I don't trust him around. Like like the only locker room I really trust him in is the Patriots because I yeah. don't think I don't think he'll get in the Patriots locker room and create crazy distraction and like take over the locker room like yeah. he did with Oakland. And I mean the Jags aren't at the point where I feel like the locker room is that steady, steady enough to bring in. I don't, know, I don't feel like the Raiders around. have a lot of leadership in their locker room, though. Yeah, they got guys like Vontez Burfix. Yeah. They got uh, guys left and right. Yeah, Richie like, Incognito. Richie Incognito. Uh, that's I the know. guy. I was like, I what was a locker hard knocks, room. I was like, this guy's around. Like, <laughs> it was funny because he seems like this happy-go-lucky guy. Nope, just super racist and <laughs> yeah. bullies people. And I remember, I remember, I remember one thing. Like, people were like fighting on the field. He's like, he's like, and and Connie uses back there, not getting into. It. He's like, come on, what are the things going to happen out of this? I'm like. I'm like, you went into a gym and like thrown weights all around the area and like all this and crazy And the funeral shit. home thing. He wanted like his, somebody's head at a funeral. Yeah. His dad's head. Like yeah. what? Like what are you talking about, bro? Yeah. He threatened like a funeral staff because he wanted his father's head. So he's a nutcase. Yeah, for but, sure. But like it was so funny hearing because Antonio Brown released a video last night and it was like John Gruden calling him and it's like. What the hell is going on with you, man? Like, that was hilarious. And then, and then, and then later on, he's like, "Do you really want to be a Raider?" And then, and then, or then, uh, Antonio Brown's like, "I don't know. Like, I feel like you guys don't want me to be a Raider." And I'm sitting here like, "Wait, what is going on with him right now?" Like, I know about the whole frostbitten foot feet thing, <laughs> and then you know he was out because of that. But I yeah. think they're good back. I know he was complaining about his helmet, but I think he finally found a helmet. So like, what is he doing right now? Like, what's his reason for not showing up? And it, well, I mean, so them taking the guaranteed money away. Maybe. I mean, these guys are really prideful, and he seems like the type of guy. I mean, how much money was taken away in that guarantee? Like $30 million? Wasn't yeah. it something crazy like that? I mean, that would piss yeah, me off, Yeah, because he too. wasn't had how much guaranteed money. Yeah, and so, I mean, you take away a dude's... You take away $30 million of someone's guaranteed money, like, they're just going to piss them off. <laughs> like, and these guys have a lot of pride, and so I could totally see that being the reason why he's like, you know what? Just release me. Like, But who's going to pick him up? Like you said, the... The Patriots can absorb a, a circus. I mean, they absorbed Tebow. They've absorbed uh, guys. Uh, who was the DN? They absorbed that was uh, always in trouble. Uh, Michael Bennett. Remember. Michael Bennett. Was that who it was? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, it's just and like. They had like Brandon Spikes. Brandon Spikes. Yeah. Like I mean, Hernandez. They've had all kinds of yeah. guys. <laughs> they can absorb them. But like you said, outside of them. Albert like, I think the Chiefs could. I mean, it's oh, not, God. I hope not. I don't. I mean, where would he play? I mean, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins. Does Sammy Watkins move to the slot? Well, I just mean he could. I just mean he could fit inside of that their locker system. room. I think. Yeah. And, and like their system, and like I don't think like he's gonna go there and all of a sudden destroy the team. And like even like the Steelers, Steelers had a good situation. Yeah. Because Tomlin is has pretty good control over the team. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger does as well, but obviously, I mean, just looking at it now, like they dealt with him for that long without even really seeing. With only, with the worst thing coming out was like an Instagram live video. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like true. over here, like Antonio Brown's just, you know, down in Florida during training camp practices. And it's just, it's, it's just such a weird situation. I think it's safe to say that he would not do well here though. No. In this locker room with uh, Doug Marone, who apparently has, doesn't care at all about what the players do and uh, lets players 
destroy a locker room and dance oh, parties. God. That was so weird. <laughs> so, it was one chair. I think they tore the whole place apart. That was just like that was such a weird video. And the only thing the only thing I really didn't like is that it seemed like they were smacking the logo. Yeah. I didn't know about that. I'm yeah. like, what do you I'm like, what what is this? Like I've been I hyped. think I think that's a little PC. I think we're looking for stuff to be offended by that. No, it's it's no one's offended. It's just like odd. No, but and it was yeah. that and the fact that of any player to be standing on a chair, it's the guy on a pup. Yes, on what, yeah. <laughs> like he's just up there like That was the weirdest like, part. <laughs> it's like, dude, like, yeah. But who who was it? Um was it who was it that was talking about the training staff and it was, was Trent Williams. Trent Williams. Like they're notoriously bad. There's up another there, guy, right? There was who was it? Philip Heileman. This is what I'm get your take on this. So I'm glad we hit this in the first segment. Philip Heileman said that we should explore trading Yannick and Gawkway for Trent Williams. Give us your thoughts on that. I mean, I wouldn't do it. I mean, I, I saw it out there, but I mean, unless you unless you're actually planning on paying Trent Williams, then I I wouldn't. I mean, I just with, with us in the kind of a win now situation. Um, I mean, I'd be, I'd be more so just going to. I think Yannick Ngakwe is more valuable than. Uh, what, what about Williams picks? Would, would you trade picks for Trent Williams at all? Um, I, I don't like trading draft picks. I, I, yeah. I like draft picks. He's and, good. and the thing is, like, you'll, you'll trade it away, and then you're, you're put in a situation where they're gonna have a lot of leverage over you because you're able to. Because just like, I mean, if you look at the Laramie Tunsil thing, you know, it would probably be taking about the same thing as the Laramie Tunsil. And when you're trading away first two, two, two first round picks. Then all of a sudden they've got so much leverage over you because you've you've you know you kind of leverage your future and they can use that to kind of get a big contract. But in. you d- you do say that we are win now. I mean, with Trent Williams, I mean that's a really good offensive line right there. Yeah, I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't be against well, it if that happened. No, then... I'm not saying like two first, but like what about a uh, second and a fourth or something like that? Oh, I would do it for that. Okay, oh, definitely. But I, because but I think it's more in the range of like a two first round okay. pick trade. Maybe. I, I mean, how are you going to re-sign a guy that's going to demand? He's going to be top paid it's, off. It's a rental. Lineman. It's a one-year rental. Cam Robinson, are you? I don't want to trade a second-round pick for a one-year yeah, rental. I yeah. If, you, if I'm trading, seen, then, I, then I've got to know that I'm going to be re-signing him. Yeah, exactly. We've seen Seattle do it. They just did it for Clowney. They did it for Sheldon Richardson a few years ago. Yeah, but they're in, they're in a different position than we are. How like, so? They're not capped out on money. They're not? Yeah, they they're, have, they're, they have, they're they about the same area as ours. Yeah, they're, they're, so they're, they're and Bobby Wagner. They're, they have a quarterback for the future. Our quarterback, I mean, we hope he's of the future, but in reality, he's on a two-year deal as far as the dead cap. So Doesn't that make even more sense to trade for him then? No, because I think that we, when you are looking at a team that has all these, like we still have to re-sign Jalen Ramsey. We, we just signed Miles Jack. We don't know the future of Telvin Smith. Yeah, And so we're kind of, not in a position where we can go out and get these free agents. I'm not, we cut Darius as twenty million dollars right there. I'm not that worried about the cap. Yeah, but uh, the thing the thing is though with me, like I want to because right now we got to I, I got to figure out how to re-sign our own guys in house. And I think I look at the left tackle, and he's got two more years at you know including this year. Then the right tackle, we've got four years. And unless like you bring in a guy, and like if we bring in Trent Williams and say trade a second and fourth round pick for him and, and don't re-sign him, then like if if we don't win a Super Bowl, then it's a bad and it's a bad trade. Okay. And um, yeah. like and I don't know. I just I just look at it as a situation where I just don't want to like really mortgage a future and really if we're if we don't have any money or plans to resign him. And I I don't think that we're left tackle away from being like great. Okay. Like I I'd more worry about I'm more worried about the cohesiveness of the past game. Like I mean, of course we have Nick Foles. I still have a little bit of questions mark on Nick Foles just because. We've never really had a great quarterback in yeah. Jacksonville. And, you know, with the whole receiving threat. And behind that, the big thing I worry about is just our depth. Because our depth is, like, paper thin. Not good. Like, we're yeah. so good. Like, I think all our starting level Our all 22 is, is legit. But, man, like, right right behind it, yeah, it, it's worrisome. Yeah. And even, like, the guys that are young, like, there's hope for them. There's guys like Raquel Armstead. There's hope. But in reality, like, we Blue is our backup running back. But... If we're all being honest with ourselves, by the end of this season, we're all kind of expecting Raquel Armstead yeah. to be the backup running back. Yeah. And like, how how sure are you about him? Like, I'm not. I've too seen sure. him play like five snaps. Yeah, I mean, like, I want him to be good, and he looked like he was good at Temple, but that's I, not. I really think it. they're going to ride the Fournette train. Though. I don't think he would be playing well, that much. Yeah, obviously, but we look at other positions at wide receiver. You know, you got D.D. Westbrook, you have Chark, Chark, and then outside of that, you're looking at guys like Keelan Cole. What, what is Conley on a one year deal or is it a two? I think it was a two-year deal. Okay, two years, uh, ten million, right? Okay. Is that what he was on? Probably or two years, seven? I think two years. It wasn't seven. a, it wasn't a one-year deal because I would have remembered that. No, it's 
It was two years seven, I believe. And then uh, because Mockery, I remember, was a one year 10, which is yeah. insane. Although he did uh, lead the Jags in receiving last time we played the Chiefs. Uh, wow. yeah, which it is, wasn't DJ Chark. I remember DJ Chark had a couple nice. He balls. had he had two good plays, but as far as like actual yards, Moncrief had six receptions for 76 yards. Yeah. So and then how I mean, how many did uh, how, how many receiving did Chark had have? Chark had two receptions for 68 yards. Wow. And like less than 200 yards on a season, so yeah, that's like pretty much the most <laughs> total. And, and I think they happened like on the same drive, yeah. and I think that's why you remember it is because it was like on the same drive. And you're like, oh dang, like DJ Chark's having. A, he had that huge big play. I think it was like a back shoulder catch he had, and then yeah. he had that nice like I think it was a post route, a skinny post, but it was a, it was a good thing. There's a couple of deep balls. I'm hoping that like is that's what Nick Foles likes to do, and I don't know. I just think I just think with this game coming up, we've got to. I think we're gonna have to open a lot of the run game with the pass game. Yeah. Like I would like to come out firing just because, um, you know, one of their one of their quarterbacks is suspended the first game, and they're really Claiborne not suspended. Yeah, Claiborne, and they're really not left with much behind that. Yeah. And um, you know, they have Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Fuller, but he plays more of the slot. So I'm mean, let's attack the outside, and you know, kind of have that and have them on their heels, and then punch them in the mouth with uh, Leonard Fournette. So I think I read that um, Yeldon played 78 snaps versus the Chiefs last year. Yeah, because Corey Grant got hurt the second play of the game. So I think Fournette's yeah. going to be absolutely huge. Yeldon had 10 carries for 53 yards. And that's one reason why Bortles had 61 pass attempts. Oh because we had no running backs <laughs> in there. We had no Because I don't even think Brandon Wiles was active. Two carries for six yards for Brandon so Wiles. So he was active. Wow. <laughs> we didn't give him the ball at all. Like, did, I mean, uh, did uh, What's his name play that game? The Chiefs? Uh, Jamal Charles? Jamal Charles for us? No. Yeah, or for we, them? We acquired the next for game okay. for Dallas. No, they had Damian Williams, Spencer Ware, and Kareem Hunt. Spencer Ware. I'm surprised we didn't give him a look at all. He had one carry for zero yards, so mm. I don't think he was. Well, let's just hit this one last question, then we'll take a break. We'll come back, and we'll just do a second segment, and then uh, we'll probably wrap it up with two segments. This question is from Brent Papineau, and he says, Does it seem like as Fournette goes, so goes our season? If he has a Pro Bowl year, are the playoffs almost a lock if we stay healthy? Ooh. I mean, a lot of that I think is dependent on Reichel Armstead. Like, how good is he going to be? Can you, like, can you spell him is what you're saying? Like, it, it, I mean, a lot of it's depend on him because obviously last year, once Fournette got hurt, but there was also in conjunction with the, our, how our offensive line was slowly getting injured and just that we have no threat in the pass game. So we had to have, um, you know, we were going up against loaded boxes all the time. But uh, uh, I'd have to see Reichel Armstead. I was actually excited about the Reichel Armstead pick because, you know, I went to UCF and he had like 140 yards against UCF this year <laughs> before like getting injured in the third quarter. And I was like, thank God. And then we dropped him like, oh, we got, we got Reichel back. But. I don't know. Like, I think, I think we're, I think it could hurt us. Like, I think, I think not having Fournette could really hurt us, to be honest with you. Yeah. So I think, I think Brent's spot on. If the season might go as Fournette goes, and every coach and every interview seems to talk about how Fournette is like the offense, which is strange because John Filippo isn't known for running the ball. But, you know, we'll see. Maybe he's changed. Tom Coughlin probably can, has a way of controlling coordinators better than the Vikings, whoever yeah. their GM VP was. All right, we're going to take a quick break, quick word from our ads and our sponsors, and then we'll be right back with our second segment with UCF Jaguars. So stick around and uh, catch us after this break. You know what? You know what player we should have gotten in the, um, in, in like in free agency? I was like Frank Gore. Like who better to have inside the building for Fournette? Yeah. To have a guy on like a one million, one year, one million dollar yeah. deal that they can just, I mean. For Frank Gore, I mean, he's got a Hall of Fame career, and the guy is like in his like mid thirties for running back, and I it's mean, overcame some of the worst injuries you can overcome. Yeah, I mean, he's perfect for his body. I just think with Fournette, I mean, we do have to. I mean, it seems like he's got his mind on right, but you know, like if it feels like you know they probably hired a running back coach that'll be able to fit him well. Um, but I just think that getting someone amongst his peers, an actual like in the running back room, like a player, I thought that'd be like really good for him as opposed to having him as the you know, most really accomplished player in the running back room. I think I watched one of your videos when you were talking about that. And I was like, that's a great idea. Like I'd never thought about that. And, and we should have had someone in there for these young guys to well, remember that one year we had like all rookies. It was like Gus Bradley's like first or second year. And we were like, man, this could like be really bad, but it could be good. But we're like, man, there's a reason why teams go out and get veterans for a reason. I think we had the youngest team. I think it was like 2016 or 2015. We had like the youngest team in the NFL. And we were like, terrible. I mean, it was our two-win season. And it was like, that's why teams go out and get veterans. It's for a reason. It's not 
because you know it's because they can mentor players in the locker room. It's because they can bring like professional habits to a team. So I think there's something to be said to get a guy like that. And like not only that, in like 2012, like not only were we super young, but we were drafting players from like you know South, South Georgia schools and like yeah. all, it's all oh these small gosh. schools, and yeah. it's like we were literally basically fielding like you know a community college team with some <laughs> you know with some first round draft picks sprinkled in there. We, we were looking at our um, our long snapper uh, the other day. Our long snapper is from an NAIA school. Yeah. Azura State, I <laughs> that think. That was a was. weird cut, Overton. Yeah, it was. That kind of came out of nowhere. Like, it was was he hurt? Was he, I mean, we kept Carson Tinker around a while when he wasn't, you know, when he was tearing ACLs and stuff, but. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised. I actually, uh, you remember Joe Zelenka? Wasn't he a long yeah, snapper for a while? I, I ran into Joe Zelenka uh, the other He's day. A funny dude. Yeah, He's he nice is, guy. man. He is. And um, it's just, it's, it's weird that I don't think I've ever seen a player in the NFL from the NAIA. I can't think of one ever in my life. Yeah, I but, couldn't. So, uh, what was the name of the school he was at? Azura State, Azura, I think. Azura State in yeah. California. Is Dude, it? I have no idea. <laughs> Never heard of it. But that's interesting. All right, so I'm just going to re-intro our podcast because um, if you're watching UCF's video or you're watching our live video, we also make podcasts. We're actually a podcast. We're another Jags podcast. Um, so, welcome back. This is episode 85 on our channel. If you're on our feed, you can find us on Big Cat Country. You can find us on overtime network uh we're on all kind of feeds we're here with ucf jaguar which is awesome like we can't believe that he's he's here um you're going to the game oh, tomorrow definitely going to the game all right i what, wouldn't be what, in jacksonville if not man yeah what are your what are your tickets looking like um I, I actually got hooked up with some free tickets so they're down like i think in section 212 or something Ooh. like that here i'll give you we need to get that youtube ch- game up for free tickets that's what we need get really awesome so we get free stuff <laughs> do it bro yeah. people are out there nice, people man. want to give it up <laughs> Yeah, we usually go to the sky patio, especially tomorrow, because it's going to be so hot. I hope you're hydrating. I'm hydrating right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> that heat index is going to be uh, brutal. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, luckily, luckily, I'm a true Floridian, so I don't, get, yeah. uh, I don't get like overly hot, and usually I'm you know, cool under pressure. But guys, if you guys want to meet up with me, I'll be in section 232, row K. So I don't know if I'll probably be there 30 minutes before the game if anyone wants to stop by and say what's up. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm so fired up, man. Especially after just such a crap preseason. Yeah, I'm just I'm just so happy for some real football. Just I mean, even the game the other night, everyone was kind of complaining about it. But I I don't mind defensive battles. Like I like good defense. If you and, win, of course. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm just talking about like, you know, I thought I thought it was a good game on Thursday. Yeah. Even though the office was sloppy, I just like good defense. I'm really excited for Foles. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I'm a big fan of defensive battles. If you have a good defense, if I kind of feel like the Thursday night game was just more of like sloppy offenses, though. Yeah. Like when the Bears and the Packers, like Trubisky looked really bad. I don't he's, expect him. He's not good. I don't expect him to be that bad all year, though. I mean, first week ones of the NFL season are always weird. Like what happened last year on week one? What didn't like the, uh, the Saints lost to the Bucks? Yeah. Uh, the like, Browns tied with the Steelers, which is really weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like random weird stuff happens week one, which is why I'm glad we're playing the Chiefs week yeah. one. But I don't think you can put too much stock into like other games especially nowadays when people are not playing in the preseason yeah it's also it's also good that we get this game over with but if you look around the afc south there's a lot of tough games i mean the texans play the saints the colts play the chargers and browns uh, titans. The, yeah Titans play the browns so like a good game you know i'm glad like there's not like oh you know this team's playing you know like the bucks this week or yeah. um i mean we were playing that last place schedule so we get the benefit of playing the jets and the Bengals. which i mean if you look at those divisions i mean you know i'm definitely glad we drew those guys I saw uh, on the timeline some Buccaneer fans talking about how they think they're going to have a top 10 defense this year. So I thought that was kind of funny. I don't know, man. It would have helped to draft Derwin James instead of the other guy they got. I still I don't understand passing on Josh Allen either. I don't, for a middle linebacker. Dude, they, took that, they took that linebacker? Yeah, I do not get that. It's pretty good, though. You, but they not to not even consider Josh Allen, though? You don't know if they didn't consider him. It it was, the weirdest it, thing was was getting Cleveland Farrell instead of Josh. He's Allen. not going to be that great. That was the weird thing. And it was like Mayock in them. It was yeah, not like it was like he was like, the third <laughs> best Clemson defensive lineman last year, and they took him first. Like so. that was like Mike Mayock was my favorite NFL like you know draft insider. You know I loved how he just dra- dropped one mock draft every year yeah. instead of doing mock eight point oh. Yeah, because oh you never gosh. really knew what they were really so annoying. He was yeah. like, I know Pete Prisco has been on you know tenth and excel and said, look, I just I had to come up with different things, so I had to switch some stuff up. Just yeah. To, you know, but you know, with him, that's his true. That's his true. Board. I like how he came out with a mock draft, and even though he was a, a GM, yeah, like that really? was the weird. Yeah, I was like the weirdest thing. I was like, 
how true is this? <laughs> if he's he came out with one before yeah, the draft? No, he came out with like a, who he thinks will be drafted. Like, like he came out with it, not a mock draft. He came out with a like a ranking of like uh, what's it called? The best available or whatever. Big it is. board. Big board. He came out with the big board. He did it after the draft. No, he did it before. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, and it was like because uh, he, he had he had Kyler Murray number one, and everyone was like, oh man, he's trying to throw people off, so they draft Kyler Murray. But uh, it was he was like one of the first ones to kind of get on the Kyler Murray bandwagon. Yeah, I know with like San Francisco, like I remember they were picking and I I mocked them to get Quinn and Williams just because like I just worry about the Bosa brothers, like their injury like concerns. Yeah. And like the guy's already hurt. You know what I mean? I mean you can't like, help getting rolled up on like that though. Yeah, that's true. To freak, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't actually see the injury, but yeah, I just heard he's injured. Yeah, I'm like, well Yeah, you get rolled up on. Heard that before. That's my dad on YouTube asks <laughs> how many how many times I hope does not my dad is not on YouTube. I can promise you that. This is how many times does Mahomes get sacked on Sunday? More or less than Foles? Um, we go first. No, you guys can go first. I say Mahomes gets sacked three times less than Foles. Foles gets sacked twice. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm probably gonna say Foles gets sacked more just because. I mean, we have. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, we have our third left tackle right now, and just Mahomes is such a good quarterback. I mean, he's good at getting rid of it. He's good at yeah. escaping. More, His escape yeah. ability. Yeah, he's accurate. And like. Just the Chiefs offense is it's, yeah, it's such a, a good play. system. Let's you know, I just I mean I, I think we have a better D line, but I, I think that, you know, Foles probably gets stacked more. I've been meaning to ask this. How many pressures do you think uh Will Richardson gives up? Over <laughs> under seven pressures. Okay, okay, let me just That's comment a lot on that. Of pressures let me comment on that game. though. And I think and here's why I'm not so worried about this. Because uh D Filippo like I've watched a lot of Vikings film. I watched a lot of the preseason film. The dude loves running two tight end sets. Loves it. He'll put you know both on on the end line. He'll put two on the same side. I think he's gonna just put two tight ends next to whoever's playing left tackle. Isn't that all taking game. a better player off the field though? That kind of sucks. It does, but yeah. it, it it gives up the liability yeah. with um with Richardson or whoever it is. And I think they, I think they're gonna have the running back to that side just every play. Him. I think they're gonna have two tight ends there. They're, they know they have a deficiency there, and they're not going to just leave him on an island to get exposed all game, is yeah. what I hope. <laughs> yeah. So the question is, is can O'Shaughnessy and Swaim, Swaim can they help out in the pass-blocking department? I think they're both pretty solid there in that area. Swaim was known for that in Dallas. so He's, he's known for that, but his PFF gradings weren't that great. Like O'Shaughnessy's grades were better than Swaim's. I think, I mean, all I know is if we double somebody up, they better be blocking him. Like, I don't yeah, want them, okay. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't want, like, us to double up Frank Clark and all of a sudden he gets loose and he gets hit on the quarterback. Just, <laughs> Swims I mean, through two guys. Will Richardson, he's got such, I mean, he's such a big body and stuff, but, you know, I think he plays with a really high pad level. Like, he needs to bend his knees a little bit more. And I don't know, it's just, uh, he doesn't, I feel like he's got the tools to be there, but he's just got a lot to work on, like, technique-wise. I, I agree 100%. I watched a lot of him at NC State, and it seems like he never uses his hands. It seems like he kind of like leans, He's like leaning on people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lean, he doesn't. And I How was do like, you explain? Ooh. And he was the highest graded PFF right tackle of all time. He gave up the fewest uh, pressures they've ever recorded for a tackle. I think it was yeah. less than ten. How, how does that? But happen? wasn't the right guard also drafted in like the third a, round? The center was pretty solid. Yeah, and so, I mean they, they had a couple guys on that line that were pretty good. Still, it wasn't just not him. to give up like ten, less than ten. I mean. They play in the ACC. I mean, look I mean, rushing. A lot of good pass rushers in that. <laughs> just kidding. And I'll be honest. I didn't watch too much of him in, like, college. But I just know, like, from watching him, mainly just his preseason, I'm just watching him. And I don't know, like, um, he seemed a little bit slow on his pulls, too. And uh, I just really, the whole entire offensive line that we've, that we've been putting out there has been so disappointing. And, yeah. Like, he wasn't even, I mean, he was one of the best of, like, you know, when you see Wester out there getting worked on. <sighs> so even, like, Obwehi, I saw one play where a dude was rushing the quarterback, and this dude trips. And then he he's on the ground. He goes and like sacks the quarterback, or gets like or holds him yeah, up. I'm like, yep. I'm like, this guy's on the ground. <laughs> the easiest he block tripped. ever. <laughs> he tripped and he was on the ground. And they beat him. I'm like, what is going on? So that's a guy that like I could block on the ground, crawling. <laughs> yeah, like I, I was like, what are you doing, Obwehi? But I don't know. Even I mean, we are on our third left tackle right now, but I don't even know how much more comfortable I'd feel with like Cam Robinson or Obwehi right now, just because I mean, Cam's you know Cam's been dealing with his knee stuff and he's had like no practice. Yeah. And like in the videos we see, it looks kind of sketchy with his and knee. I, and I didn't even think he was all that great in his rookie year. Cam, 
Yeah, I I, I agree. He looked like a second round left tackle. I mean, that's what he looked like to me. And yeah. we wanted to make him like this steal that we got in the second round when in, that we traded up for. But in reality, he looked like a second round left tackle. And in reality, but if you're compared to his draft class, he's been pretty solid. I mean, uh, Garrett Bowles has been trash. Led the NFL in penalties last year for offensive tackle. Yeah, but um, compared to the tackles that came out last year, though, like they were okay. Who came out last year it was uh, Colton Miller. I mean, that was I know two he, years and, ago, and he was been bad for the Raiders. There was a. Uh, I thought. Col- no, the good one was, uh, the, Time was the Notre Dame. <laughs> Notre Dame guy. What was his name? That went to McClatchy the Niners. or something yeah. like that. McClatchy. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. that? I think that was last year. Two it? years ago, the la- tackles last year were like Jawan, Cody Ford, yeah, uh, Greg Little. But then, then uh, did that guy on the Denver offensive line go Bowles or whatever his name is? That was two, I think he that was two that years year. ago. Yeah, yeah, that was the Cam Robinson year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're out there, and uh, but hey, circling back to Trent Williams, maybe that is a guy that you have to maybe you have to go out and get a free agent. And yeah. you and you were talking about the the trainers in Washington. They're notoriously bad. Geis has had multiple uh, um, surgeries. Alex Smith's had to get like three or four surgeries. They're not. They're. I feel like they're incompetent, honestly. Yeah, I mean, any t- have you ever seen a player hold out because of training staff? Have you ever seen that before? Tampa when they had the the MRSA outbreak, maybe. But <laughs> does does Tom Brady with his doctor count? Oh, Even though that wasn't really a holdout. <laughs> it's just like you don't see a lot of those issues come up. And it's uh, obviously a big deal. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Apparently, uh, AB is interested in the Panthers, Texans, Patriots, and maybe the Ravens. I would not like to see him in the Texans. No, that's for that sure. Would, him Why? and DeAndre Hopkins, no. But do you think do you think that's a stable enough locker room for him? Uh, I mean, the thing I don't know. Like, I guess I don't know if he need like DeAndre Hopkins gonna hold him down and be that like you know friend to him and JJ Watt maybe because who on the Raiders is going to be able to keep you know AB in check no nah, one, nobody nobody yeah I mean watching watching hard knocks I don't know if you guys watched it but I mean Derek Carr is just such a boring goober guy. like <laughs> and like we had such personalities the last couple of years like Baker Mayfield Jameis Winston and even like you know Jared Goff even though yeah. he was goofy as hell yeah when he was on it but um I don't I don't know it's just it was just it was just a weird environment it was kind of a disappointing hard knocks to me What's it called is definitely much better. All or nothing is. Fantastic. Yeah, I watched it with the Panthers. So that was good. pretty good. Yeah, I like to watch it on it because I know the when the Cardinals were on it, they were pretty good. I like to real, see like one, a that was the best series by far. Yeah. It was cool because you know in that one you had you know all of, yeah and or I'm talking about in the Panthers one yeah. like you know Cam Newton was like you know really funny how he's like picking out his like feathered you know oh, fedora yes. outfits yeah. and you also had the. You know Eric Reed come in and just yeah. see like how all that went on inside yeah. the new owner as well. So yeah, and it was funny because they were on a they were on a call. Uh, Cam Newton and Luke Keekley called um, Josh Norman. Yeah, and then they were sitting there having like conversation. He's like, he's like, hey man, Ken's like, hey, if I see number twenty four when I rolling out, I ain't juking. <laughs> 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 this is so funny. I like Cam a lot. I like the all or nothing with the Cardinals. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Bruce Arians. Yeah. Bruce Arians is like. Does not let back at very all. Vulgar. Yeah, very vulgar. Very vulgar. And uh, is pretty. I'm surprised he's not back in the league. He is. He is. He's Tampa. the coach of the Bucks. Jesus. I'm That's how relevant the Bucks are. So. <laughs> I must say, man, he's uh, he's the only reason why I have any hope in the Bucks because Bucks have a good coaching staff right yeah. now. Yeah. They yeah. have Bruce Arians as the head coach, Bulls. and they have Bulls as the yeah. defense coordinator, and Byron Lefton, which does the offense coordinator. Wow. And Byron Lefton is supposed to be like, you know, a, like a head coach one day. People love him as an offense coordinator. Yeah. Didn't he get fired from Arizona though? Well, the I mean, whole, I think he got let go did. of the staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess they because, all you know, did. The, the, old, the new guy came in there. Then I don't know where, I don't know where um, Byron Leftwich was last year. I had to had to think he's somewhere around the league, but um, he was, I thought he was with Arizona last yeah, year. Yeah, he was. Was he? Yeah, oh, okay. he was their offensive coordinator. Yeah, because they had they had Mike McCoy for a few games, then fired him and brought him up from QB coach. Yeah, then when you're bringing in Cliff Kingsbury, you're gonna have to kind of <laughs> what a strange let go. move. They're gonna have to. I'm, yeah, not, I'm excited that, to see it though. They went with that. Went with the youth. Handsome youth movement, like what's going? On? I was listening to uh, I was listening to what's that show? Uh, Barstool Sports. Oh, they're like, God. you know, yeah. they have like the Rooney Rule at the interview, like uh, you know, minorities. They're like, yeah. we need to make a um, a curmudgeon rule where you have to interview like one <laughs> just completely disgusting, like the Browns, off, like the <laughs> yeah. Browns offensive line coach yeah, guy, Bob Wiley. That's yeah, right. like like interview like a Charlie Weiss or something like that for the job. That's true. Everyone's going with that like California five o'clock shadow. They say anyone that's had a cup of coffee or a cup of coffee with um McVeigh is going to get a head coaching job. So <laughs> that's true. Dude, that was that was cool on this hard knocks though was seeing um like they did a throwback of when it was like ten years ago when 
John Gruden was on the head coach of the Bucks. Then like literally Sean McVay was in there. Mm-hmm. I was like a kind of like an intern. Yeah. And he's just like, you know, John Gruden's like, so what do you want to be one day? Do you actually want to? You got to be about this. And then just like <laughs> seeing like you know the guys in a the guy was in a Super Bowl less than ten years later. Yeah. It's just wild to seeing this. You know, you know this wide eyed intern. You know, just yeah. clean shaven, just so young. Like where he was gonna wind up. It's the the Jags have always had good coaches on their coaching staff. Dom Capers, like, what do you think he adds to the coaching staff? Well, I didn't think much at first, but all of a sudden we've kind of flipped our defense around a little yeah. bit. I mean, I've been seeing like not often have I seen our defensive ends like you know in a two point stance. Yeah. At the end of the line, all of a sudden, like first game, I see that, and I we haven't seen Yannick and Gagway doing much because he hasn't been out there, pl- you know, playing. But I'd be interested to see like what he looks like in the system, and like one thing that I wonder this year is you know obviously. We couldn't come to a contract agreement with Yannick Ngakwe, but I almost think like maybe like in the second half of the season, Josh Allen might be getting more snaps than Yannick Ngakwe. Mm. Just because... Honestly, dude, is, I've been getting raked over the coals for saying dude, that, dude. I he's really a, have. Yannick is a top 10 defensive end, guys. No, but the thing is, though, in run support, Josh Allen is just built so much better for it. Yeah, and he gets down the line and actually pursues the carrier where Yannick Ngakwe kind of gives up sometimes. Like, I mean, he's just genetically... Built better, yeah. Than Yagenkakwe right now. Then you know, I mean, if he, I mean, the way, uh, obviously, I think there were probably a lot of overreactions to the Dolphins game that he had, but I mean, he looked like a cool Mac out there, yeah. yeah and he I did. mean, he has a cool Mac potential, and if absolutely, and I think we can all agree that cool Mac is better than Unique Ngakwe. yeah, yeah. But absolutely. I mean, obviously, you, you why know, not have both though? You have you, you have your Von Miller and Bradley Chubb for the next five years to ten years. I mean, I'd like to have it, but. They couldn't come to a agreement. I don't yeah. know what. I don't know yeah. what it's gonna because right now. I mean, didn't I, they only offer him three years? Is that what I saw? I think it was, was like it a, three years. 50, I think it was, but it was fifty guaranteed. It was like three years. Like what was it seventy with fifty guaranteed? Yeah. I don't know the exact numbers. I but thought like, it was fair for both sides. Honestly. That's what I'm saying. Which I never understand, like why players are all wanting these long term deals. Like because like like all these players never want to play on the exact opposite tag. of the NBA. Yeah, like all these players are not want to play on their franchise tag. It's like, dude, you got all this guaranteed money, and it's like yeah. just a year, and you can still. You know, like like Al Robinson, I thought his contract was awesome with the with the Bears because he signed like years, a three year much. deal. He signed like a three year deal when he was yeah. like twenty three years old. Yeah. Like all of a sudden he's gonna be able to get another contract when he's twenty six years old. Yeah. You know I, 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 mean? I tweeted this the other day. Al Robinson is going into his it's either his is it his fifth NFL season or his sixth? He's gone into sixth. And he is twenty four years old. Calvin Ridley is going into his second year. And it's like six months younger than Alan <laughs> yeah. Robinson. So Alan Robinson is always super it's young. It's crazy, man. I can't believe we let him go. Yeah, it, it sucks. It's, but he, it's, he wanted the yeah, yeah, I, 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 I definitely give you Yeah, he, he Franchise tag him. He didn't want to be here. Franchise tag you, him. You don't want someone that doesn't want to be here. It's football. Even, even, it's not, though. I mean, you look, look at especially nowadays with like guys like Le'Veon Bell who are just like, okay, Alan I'm not Robinson play. would act like that, though? Yeah, I mean, anyone who was like, no, I want to get out of here. Like, how often does that happen? And, like, you don't want, like, like with him, like, you don't want just a guy that's like, Right, you know, exactly. Like, that's acting like he's better because even like you know, because I remember even the Green Bay game, like we like the last play, we do that little bubble screen, screen. and then like he like wasn't even like trying on his block. I mean, like that a was a dumb big, play. It, it was a dumb play, but it did not even look like he gave it. Yeah. And he, how many times was he pass interference that game? Ten times. That was the most egregious, horrible refing I've seen in a long time. <laughs> they literally came back and said we we missed like five personal or uh, pass interferences on Allen Robinson. Yeah, it was bad. But I don't know. Was, he he went off the other day. I think he had over yeah. 100 yards. Yeah. I mean, I always thought that he was a great player, but I wasn't going to be all bent out of shape about this because I knew he didn't really want to be here. But you know, like right now, like when we look at what we need to resign, though, like I I think I'll be interested to see what Jalen Ramsey gets because I think he's going to be out there like commanding like quarterback money, which I get to see like because you see all these guys that you think are outrageous. Like I forget who, but somebody recently was like, you know, I want to get paid as much as like quarterback. Yeah. And he's gonna. He's gonna be really expensive, but when you look at who we're gonna re-sign, like, you know, if you had to choose between, like, hypothetically speaking, if you had to choose between Unique and Gakwe and Jalen Ramsey, like, I see probably Jalen Ramsey as a better cornerback yeah, than Unique. And end. I think that's what kind of has kind of softens this whole thing with Ngakwe is that very thing because we all want Ngakwe back, but we all would rather have Jalen Ramsey. Why can't like, we, like, we have all of it though? I don't understand that because that's like. Your cake and eating it too. It seems like every other, every other team seems to be able to do that besides us. Not really. I mean, you see teams lose people to cap casualties all the time. Well, the I mean, the thing one. is, one thing you see we do a lot is we're signing a bunch of free agents from yeah. other teams. Like, yeah. We're giving all these other, like, Tashawn Gibsons and, like, that's because Barry we haven't drafted well, though. Yeah. 
But we, yeah, we let Deshaun it. Gibson walk at six million. Like he could have definitely helped our defense this year because he was getting six million. We let him walk. That's yeah. like that's top five safety money though. But I also don't mind because the, the players that you want to sign, you want to sign the guys at premier positions. Like yeah. you want to be able to draft and replace safeties. You reward right. your own. You're supposed to. Yeah, and you want to. I mean, even like when Telman Smith comes back, he's not going to be playing on the Jaguars anymore. Uh, I'm because. completely happy with him retiring and, and taking that money. But I think I think he's going to want to come back eventually. And then the Jaguars are going to have to do something about him because like we. We have Miles under a good amount of money at middle linebacker. Then you know you just drafted Quincy Williams with a you know third round draft pick, and you yeah. don't want to. You don't need to be paying, put investing all that money on linebackers. So yeah, um, I don't. We're gonna with with Darius right now. He's due twenty million next year. So he's gone. He, I mean, you gotta you gotta if you see if he can restructure his contract somehow. I think it's gonna be him gone, and then Calais restructures. And yeah. I I keep saying I keep seeing people say AJ's gone. I really hope he's not because he's fantastic. But I could see Boye being gone. But there is all kinds of players being cut. I mean, you got Hayden, Marquise Lee can come off the yeah, contract Marquise next Lee year. Definitely He's... can. Like one of our offensive line between Brandon Leonard and Aaron Norwell. Yeah, I, I, Andrew Norwell will probably be the one that um, gets cut out of you those guys. So? But I mean, I think I out of Leonard, I think if he, he stays healthy, yeah, yeah, that's true. He doesn't. I mean, we'll see. We'll see with um because I think last year went on the field. Brandon Leonard was better, but um. Yeah, I mean the guy, and not only does he get injured every year, he has like an illness every year. Like he'll be out with a flu, and I'm like, I'm like, who, I'm like, who, who does this? You get, get some emergency. Like it's all these like he'll miss like random October games. He has a flu. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's yeah. Hilarious. Well, uh, for our podcast, I think we're gonna uh, cut it there. We may stay on a little bit with UCF Jags channel. UCF Jaguars channel. You can go over to them. We love him. He's awesome. We're pumped that he's here. Um, but we're going to wrap up our podcast here. Um, thank you for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Another Jags Pod. And uh, you can follow UCF Jag on Twitter at UCF underscore Jag. There you go. Make sure you follow both of us in, uh, in there. And um, thank you for listening. And as always, go Jags. All right, cool. So I'll take some. Dang, I can't believe Michigan won. That sucks. Who are they playing? They're playing Army. One by three Army? points. 14-14 oh, in the man. third quarter. They won in you overtime. Gotta, you gotta go for the service. service <laughs> the <academy>. service. <laughs> Even though uh, UCF has Navy in their, in their division. so that's a good, I actually like the AAC a lot. I think that's yeah. a fun little division. Yeah, it's cool. Hopefully, hopefully UCF can get moved up soon. Big 12 maybe? Uh, the, a lot of people it. are like one person that makes a lot of ACC YouTube videos thinks that they might go to the ACC. So I don't think that they have. Florida State was lucky to get in there because of their academics. ACC likes their academics. I don't even know how they got in, but uh, maybe. But it's looking like uh, I mean the most. It looks like on paper. I mean the Big Twelve was down to eight teams. Do you think that would be it? But I want to get to the Florida market too. And I also hear they're kind of greedy when it comes to like. A lot of money going to Oklahoma and Texas. Texas, big time for sure. That's why uh, Texas A&M left Colorado. That's crazy, man. Maybe they can replace Florida State in the ACC. They probably are. They are by far the better program right now. Florida State's we like bad. to troll on. We like to troll on FSU around here because yeah. uh, Mike's a huge fan. No, oh, yeah. I'm a Jaguar fan. <laughs> it is NFL season already. What's it called? So Troy says, if a team offered a trade for Yannick Ngakwe, what would you take? The first. And a player. Yeah, I want. Uh, well, obviously, you'd I want would, that. I would probably, I would take a first for him. Yeah, first and a player. Look, what do we get for Dante Fowler though? What, the third what, one of those players. Yeah, but, one, of those player, one of those players is actually good though. <laughs> no, I know, but like, we got a third you and a be fifth. Real though, are you gonna get a first for a guy? Frank Clark just Frank got, Clark a, got Frank, a first and a second, and he had to get a new contract. Yeah, and, but everyone tore that deal up like it was terrible. No, I mean because you traded. They're they're trading the picks part. I mean, Yannick Ngakwe is top five in pressures since 2016. Yeah. And, give Yannick all teams. There's a shortage of good pass rush and yeah. defensive ends in the NFL. Yeah. It makes yeah. no sense to let him leave. But you're going to trade him. I mean, He's already third pick. all time in Jaguars history in sacks. I mean, Clowney got. Uh, what, actually, Clowney didn't really get yet. traded for enough. He, tra- Clowney didn't get traded for a lot, did he? No. Third and two players. Yeah. Yeah. And the third. And the, but the Clowney, reason that's Clowney's, because they waited till after the draft and he was on a franchise tag. But I think, I think Clowney's going to kill it in a 4 3 defense. Yeah. Like, I think that's what he's built for. Yeah. I'm glad he's out of the AFC, for sure. <laughs> Someone says, what about a first and a second? Yeah, I'd do that. Absolutely. I Heck love Yannick, yeah. but I would, yeah.
If we're not going to resign him, if that's it's only the, because of Josh Allen. Like if we didn't yeah. have Josh Allen, we'd be like, no. He needs and that's to if he's not going to resign. But we see Josh Allen. Literally, we see jo- Josh Allen is so good. We see him play one game with the Dolphins, and we're like, okay, this dude is going to be like our best team we've ever had. <laughs> dude, that was that was so exciting. <laughs> he's looked so good. Every play he was there, it was yeah. incredible. <laughs> Slice White T says, uh, "What's what do you guys have for the Jags record predictions?" I did this the other day on the Jin Jag podcast. I did it game by game, and I had us at nine and seven. What did you think of Philip Hyman's? His was pretty bad, I thought. What was what it? What did he say? It's 8-8 eight eight with us losing to the uh, Raiders, um, like splitting with the Colts, Titans, and Texans. I mean, th- this West Coast thing, I mean, it's a real, I feel like it might be a real issue with us. The Raiders? I couldn't see us losing to the Raiders. I'm a little more optimistic than y'all. 10-6 and I, six or 9-7? and seven. I'm, I'm a have us around 10 or 11 wins. I really yeah, do. I'm, I'm hoping, man. Yeah. It, it was such... 2017 was such a magical year when we were good. But I know. And, and, we we and we could have won 13 games. We should have won more games that season. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, our team was like, our team is good. Should have beaten the Jets. Should have beaten the, the Niners and uh, Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah, but so. we also shouldn't have beat the, the Chargers. The Chargers. Yeah, Blake, <laughs> won game, Blake was trying to give that game away. <laughs> so it kind of goes. Having Foles makes such a difference. How many games did we lose by seven points last year? Probably five or six within a touchdown. Yeah, we had, I think we had like six games. Yeah, I within, think Foles. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for him. Yeah, I, I am too. And it's just, we haven't seen another quarterback since 10 2014. Years. Like, I, and just like anyone that, except when he's sprinkling Chad Henney and Blake and uh, Cody Kessler, all we've had is since 2014 is Blake Bortles. So and then, even then, up. it was still like every pass, you like kind of covered your eyes, hoping it would go okay. We haven't <laughs> had like a consistent passer since Garrard. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. What's it called? Duckweed says, Foles and Westbrook are a good combo. Yeah. Yeah, they were, uh, I mean, I'm thinking with the lack of a tight end, that Westbrook is going to become his like go-to slot type of receiver. And there's a reason DD finished what fourth for the Heisman. He's legit. And that dude knows how to take a hit, man. Yeah. Oh my, oh my god, god. he takes was... a beating. He's not big by any means, and yeah, yeah. he took that like a champ. Yeah, I mean, I've uh, I've stood right next to him. We're like the same, like like we're like the same size, except he's a little bit thicker than me because he probably works out more than me. But you know, an NFL player works out more than believe it or not. Yeah, <laughs> more than more than accountant, more than an accountant. So. Um, his laser says, I got no Chiefs friends. So they like, some of these people, some Keep of the grammar is just I don't bad. want any Chiefs friends. <laughs> Sometimes I try to read comments and I don't understand the grammar. The gambling hippie says, Foles has a great deep ball. Honestly, put a bet on Foles as MVP just as a flyer bet. <laughs> what are the odds on that? Good look. My bookie. I, I don't mean to derail from that, but do you know what the odds were for the Alabama... Um, Duke game? No, who they play? Who they playing today? I'm not sure. Uh, someone like uh, whoever Alabama's playing is today, it like Stanford. Or no, something? it's not. It's not a team that's like even really like it's a team you like that has won some games in the past. And yeah, like. dude, if you bet a hundred dollars for Alabama to lose straight up, um, you win two hundred and fifty thousand dollars if they Jeez. lose today. I got. I got. They're see playing it. New Mexico State. New Mexico State. That's not even like a. That's oh. not even like a Division two school though. Like, I think- like, what are the chances that they just come out and, like, win? Very low. <laughs> imagine, can you really imagine, like, waking up and just hearing That'd that the biggest upset Alabama lost to New Mexico State? Like, it's just not something you can mentally process. Dude. What's crazy is that you, like, because LSU lost to Troy last year, right? Yeah. I mean, that kind of makes sense, but Alabama, yeah, there's no chance. Florida should have lost to Louisiana Lafayette, like, Florida State two or lost three years to ago. last year. Yeah. Although, just two years ago, uh, Clemson lost to Syracuse out of nowhere. That, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That, so, was I mean, that the year that Syracuse was beating everybody, though? And no. that's, that's one thing that's, like, so hard is, like, even, you know, a lot of people, you know, when you look at, like, UCF schedule, you know, they go on the feed and it's like, oh, well, who do they play? I mean, they, they everyone, I mean, they, they do have some matchups that have been good. Like, they play Stanford next week. But um, the thing, it's so hard to go out and actually win every game and, like, not have, like, a down game. Yeah, that's true. Because, I mean, even last year, LSU lost to Troy, like you said. Yeah. Um, you know, like like I said earlier, two years ago, Clemson lost to Syracuse, where, you know, if they do that matchup ten times, you know, they're going to win nine out of them. But it's, you know, sometimes I mean, you just have to play on your game and not, you know, play too down to yourselves. Because the other team is trying to win, too. It's not like, you know, it's a given. Like, you have to go out there and execute. And Foles <laughs> is plus 9,000 to win MVP. Let's see what... uh we get if we bet $100 on that one. You get $9,000. That's how that works? Yeah. I'm not very good at math. Yeah. I don't do math good. <laughs> no, that's what the spread, that's what the, uh, that's what they do. Bob K says, hey, UCF Jag, why do you do this? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> he's asking, why do you make terrible videos with terrible other people on your show? Is what he's asking. Is that, do you guys, do you guys think I'm tanking the channel right now? <laughs> tanking for Tua? <laughs> Troy says, uh, Grizz, Grizzlies fan here from Montana. 
Montana Grizzlies? Wow. Wait, wow. Memphis That's Grizzlies a- or Montana Grizzlies? We're going to go with that one. <laughs> Kenny says, concerns about L- left tackle right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the club. anytime you're any... I'm, I feel like I'm always concerned about the offensive line because, yeah. I mean, you got to think, it's really hard to find great offensive linemen just because, you know, if you have five, like, like, this, like this week, you know, we have 32 teams playing. Each team has five, you know, starting offensive linemen. If you do the math, that's 180 starting offensive linemen this weekend. So it's like, you know, once you get into, like, your depth, I mean, the quality of play just drops off a lot and... You know, yeah. even even nowadays, offensive linemen are getting worse and worse just because they're from offense. You know, they're from all these spread offenses in college. Yeah, it's one of the only positions in the league where you want someone that has experience versus like an up and coming like young guy. Like a yep, and it, it takes offensive linemen now nowadays like two or three years to get their footing in the NFL. It's really rare for the guy just to come in and just dominate right off the rip. Depends and, on the player. But I'm saying it's it, it, from any other position. Like running back, receiver, quarterback, you want like a young guy who's fast and but an offensive line. You want okay, I want a Richie Incognito that yeah. <laughs> has a lot of character issues, but offensive line, like you said, your depth, you're getting to like the 200th best offensive lineman in the league is now your backup left tackle, and that's not. Gonna and Warhop is our offensive line coach, so not a great combination. So what what happened to um? Cam Robinson, did he just have a setback, or they just want to? It was put his, him... it was his other knee, apparently, is what yeah. I saw. Oh, it was in pass protection. I guess he was taking a step back, and his knee like, gave out. Jeez, that's not good. They said it's his other knee. That's not good. No, not what you want to see. <laughs> I don't know, like uh, because I was about to say I didn't know if they were like, oh, he's not going to be a full ghost. So they're just going to make him inactive since he's not really going to do much. But that's that's concern. But luckily, we're healthy for the most part. It's only really Cam Robinson and you know Josh Oliver. I mean, it's it's depressing with Josh Oliver. I would have loved to see what he can do out there. Yeah, in the passing game. What about but, Jake Ryan on the IR? I know. Like, is he going to play at all this year? <laughs> he, got, he got put on the IR. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So what is that week eight? He can Six, come back. I think. Or is it eight? I don't know. I think it's eight weeks. Yeah. Um, what do you feel? We you asked this the other day, Juwan Taylor at left tackle. Why not give him a shot? I think he's just been because he's a starting right tackle. Yeah, but still, why not? Will Richardson's played right tackle a lot. Don't you think that Juwan Taylor is the more talented player? Maybe I would think so. I mean, I would think so. But I'd rather just keep him at the right size. That's what he's used to. He's like yeah. starting over. It's not like we're in a situation where someone's starting in front of him. And we're trying to get the five best guys out there. Yeah. I mean, he's played. Uh, did he play any of the left tackle at Florida? I think like his first year, he two played. or three games yeah. he played. Yeah. 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 So I mean, I know. I mean, I never played offensive line, but I know like a lot of people say it's just when you switch sides, it's so much different just with your drop steps. And yeah. I saw. Uh, I'm sure you guys saw this too. Cam Robinson is left-handed. Will Richardson was talking about the difference. His first punch being a righty, playing on the left-hand side. Yeah. Yeah. I said it's a lot different. Weird. So. Yeah. So we'll see with that spot, man. But. You never. So what do you think? Under or over seven pressures for. Richardson, Richardson, yeah, probably over. Ooh. I'll go a lot. I've got, I've got. That's a lot of pressure. If you're a D coordinator, aren't you just blitzing the crap out of him? I would be. I'd be disguising all kinds. Yeah, of Yeah, I'd, I'd be. And stunning. Steve, Steve Spagnuolo loves to bring the heat too. I'd so. be stunning my nose tackle to the outside of him because it's like, why not? You know, we we signed Chase Litton from the Chiefs to be on our practice yeah. squad. Like a lot of people, like Andy Reid sent a press conference, like, you know, what's he gonna do? Like, be able to predict that one of our 200 plays but i'm sitting here thinking like Chris Conley. but i think i think it's more for like the defensive side like if he if he gets up to the line of scrimmage like what are some different things you have to indicate yeah. on the defense because i think i think it's more of a help for the defense to know or like the offense to know like what when you're up on the defense what to expect yeah. Ten- tendencies is a huge i think chris Conley. i think he's going to be a huge factor in that honestly yeah yeah he played with him what four years yeah he's, he's got to he know played, he's, he's played out his, he played out his rookie contract yeah he's got to know something for but then they stole all of our... Penny, <laughs> that's a different <laughs> offense, though. That he never played under Dave Flippo. What, didn't Carlos Hyde... I thought Carlos Hyde was one of the Chiefs. Did he, he got traded to the Texans. Okay. Yeah. So maybe they got all they needed out of Carlos Hyde. But different. they never played under Flip. That's true. Charlie wants to know how we feel about Jeff Swain. I mean, I think he's just an average tight end. I mean, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not... If that. He catches the ball when it comes his way. Yeah. His, his, his PFF grades for whoever feels about whatever PFF... We're worse than James O'Shaughnessy. His catch rate was good, though. He was targeted. We looked it up. He with all people that were targeted more than thirty times, he had the highest catch rate. Yeah, well, same, that was the same thing was said about uh, Safarian Jenkins last year. 
I don't remember he that. did nothing. Yeah, no, he was great as far as catch and fall guy <laughs> for the Jets. I thought he, he had, torched uh, the he, Jags. He, he always had ago. a tendency for drops, though. How about to play? Do you have a tendency to play? Do you didn't even play for No, this? he's not in the NFL yeah. for a reason right now. So, <laughs> All right, guys, we're probably going to head out pretty soon. We've got 39 people watching. Um, I left another Jags podcast. I left their channel link down below. They're live on YouTube all the time, so definitely go over there. Um, hit the subscribe on them so you can get kind of random weekly, usually weeknights, right? That's it's random. See all it's on. random. Yeah. Yeah. I guess when you're when you're doing shows with multiple people, yeah, with oh, all, yeah. Bu- all busy schedules, all working full time jobs, yeah, it's, it's always hard to coordinate. But it's a little easier when you're kind of a solo guy, you just <laughs> hop on there, record, and make a video. But yeah, man, go subscribe them up. I mean, I know there's not a whole lot of like Jaguar creators on YouTube, so you know definitely hit them up and uh, check out another Jags pod. But um. Yeah, man, I appreciate you guys for joining me. Dude, we appreciate you being here, and uh, welcome to Jacksonville. And anytime you're here, you're welcome to uh, to be here. We even got a place for you to stay if you need a place to stay. Hell yeah, extra bedroom. Sounds good to me. I know I sound desperate right now. Can I live here? Who does does UCF play today, by the way? They play FAU tonight. Oh, oh, that's right. I I saw them burning your mascot. Yeah, they they do that. Wow, (laughs) very disrespectful. (laughs) We're about to burn in tonight. They got whooped last week by Ohio State. How did um? How did what's the name look? Wimbush. We got we, he didn't look very good, but we got <laughs> we got we got a really good like true freshman prospect out of the same school that Mackenzie Millen went to. I heard that, and yeah. he was in there, and he was he was looking like a baller. Like, and I'm I'm really excited about him. Like this game, they played both of them that game, and they're gonna probably be doing the same thing tonight. I like that. But we play Stanford next week, so hey, and we they're coming to you guys, out. right? Yeah, they're coming too. That's UCF, awesome. So. You going to the game? Uh, I will be there. That's awesome. Definitely will be there. Oh, yeah. And nice. the next 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 uh, day. We go to Houston, so I'll be on the channel live streaming that one. But I'll get some shots before we leave. Shout out to uh, Bob K for coming in here. Blake Bortles is in here. Got celebrity. Charlie Wilson, Troy Slaughter, Darlene Mack, Antonio Rivera, the Gambling Hippie. It's a nice name. I like that. Tyrone Dixon, um, Laser Predator. But hey, guys, thank you guys so much for coming in. Go Jags. Gonna put a hundred.